Welcome back once again to the Pre-Game Effect Podcast. As always, I am Ian, and I am joined by Dom and Luke. How's it going, fellas? What up? It's good. How you doing? All right. Been uh, been a relaxing couple of weeks now that uh, I can actually take time to relax and not plan a wedding and play some magic and sleep. And not plan a wedding? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, and, uh, and, and not plan a wedding. It turns out that was a lot of stress on our plate. No. Weird. <laughs> um, but uh, me, and, me and Miranda, we took a weekend away, um, went down to middle of nowhere. Um, we rented a like a treehouse cabin, and it was good to just like, get away, not have to deal with anybody at all, basically, if we didn't want to, and just like relax. I think we probably slept maybe like... 16 hours over the course of the like day and a half that we were there nice it was hey, much I mean, needed when you need it you need it you know 100 percent. because like you guys have like split airbnbs and stuff with me before you know i'm a snorer mm. on saturday night she slept through not only me but also the thunderstorm <laughs> and she woke up she's like oh did it rain last night i'm like yeah, it kept me up till 5 a.m. What are you talking about? Well, it sounds like she didn't have to sleep through you snoring. Well, for eh, at least not both at the same time. <laughs> what have you guys been up to? I was also in the middle of nowhere, but in Michigan, the Upper Peninsula. Two glorious weeks. No internet. Well, very little internet. No responsibility and lots of sleeping as well, actually. No responsibility other than, you know, caring for your small child. Well, yeah, yeah, there's that. There's that. But he also <laughs> slept a lot too, so that made it easy too. That does make it a lot easier. That's a W. I'll tell you that. <laughs> How about you, Dom? Anything fun? Um work has wrapped up for the most part for the season. So now I'm just trying to figure out I want to try and do some uh some like reselling you know thrifting some shit like that so i was able to get out the other day do a little bit of sourcing found a couple items that i feel like um basically spent 35 40 bucks if things sell how i believe they can i could turn that into maybe about 200 so just for like a couple clothes items so trying to get that going Thinking about selling some of the cards that I'm just not using anymore. Um, not like a deep, I'm selling it all that I think about quite often. Mm-hmm. Um, but more not of yet. the, I only get to play Legacy so many times. And yeah, Enchantress can be fun, but I'd rather do well than just be pissed off with all these cards <laughs> hmm. especially <laughs> since i'll be honest i haven't seen you actually play enchantress in two years yeah three years <clears throat> yeah i mean like there's times like there's a point semi-recently where i thought it might be okay um just with the idea of elephant grass and like being able to like main 
deck a like a choke and stuff maybe against hmm. delver that could really work um i just think there's too much there's too many decks that are faster going crazy i need some setup um reanimator not a good not a good one uh, shit like that like painter can beat the hell out of me i feel like and hmm. then like cephalid breakfast things like that so maybe i'm gonna keep the stuff to be able to play it in modern if i ever decide to hate myself that way um yeah it's just i think if you're playing anything like that now it's just like the helm combo which is cool Hmm. but i don't need all of this then to run that yeah and uh, i have other stuff that is more more consistent if I can go out and try and play it. So, <clears throat> but thinking about the things like, and it's like the random ones, you know, like, um, uh, of course now I can't think of anything like humilities and stuff like that. Yeah. Humilities are like 60, 70 bucks. Something like that. I think it's you crazy. moved your moat already, right? Yeah. I, I traded the moat, my Italian moat, a volcanic island and an underground sea for a tabernacle and a hundred bucks but my me a hundred bucks for the tabernacle a hundred bucks either way value yeah and i mean like okay looking at those you know fully is it gonna be a better trade here there i was in those cards plus the hundred dollars like maybe 500 bucks and normally so, when you pay 600 dollars for a tabernacle it doesn't yeah. look as good as yours does yeah so <laughs> that's my thing i'm like all right cool these were sitting in the binder for like oh well maybe if i play four color loam and now i'm playing four color loam and they're not playing blue mm-hmm. so <laughs> it's kind of funny that way um and you've gotten a lot more use out of the tabernacle than i've ever seen you get out of the moat so yeah yeah i had wanted to play it but you know there's only so much you can do so but like i said trying to maybe move some of that stuff some of my other random shit that's signed uh things that i've upgraded because it turns out that i have um 12 signed copies of thraven inspector because they kept reprinting it and then i got different signatures and shit like that so it adds up you know Just gearing up for Gen Con, where uh, yeah, within a month, so I'll be going to that. That'll be a good time. But other than that, I wanted to play, haven't really been able to. Might go play some Popper Friday. So then I just got to figure out which of the twenty decks that I have that I want to upgrade and play. So Lord of the Rings gave us a couple things. Mm-hmm. So. I got to figure out from there and go with it. So, and and dear listener, he is not uh, using hyperbole. He has twenty decks all built ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I I picked up some upgrades for him the other day, mainly the uh, Lemnus, and uh, they had seven cast into the fire and i picked up all seven of those so that is a hell of a card 
turns out. So I I just gotta figure out what the hell I want to play. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I got some ideas and because I had actually gotten I bought a uh, just like a mono blue fairies slash ninjas deck from someone's fully built i was like yeah that works i didn't have it yet sure add that to the pile <laughs> i'll s- switch out the sleeves and just add it to the group so yeah. that works for me but that's kind of my plan right now and we'll see what happens from that you know yeah <laughs> well i'm hoping for your sake on friday though because you said that more of the rings added a couple new cards into the format yep I hope for your sake it doesn't do what it did to fucking modern. Uh, I don't believe so because it looks like the card I'm talking about, uh, mainly casting the, into the fire, has been put into the uh, sideboard. It's mm-hmm. not main like these youngins are doing. Yeah. So for anybody who has not looked at modern in the last three weeks now, um. The one ring is there to rule them all. There are four copies of the one ring in almost every single archetype in the main deck. The only time that you don't see four is when they're playing three and four cards, so they can play seven copies. Um, I've been seeing burn deck lists that are running it. Stupid. That's when it's bad. Yeah. yeah, that that's that's how you know it's a problem. And like, because like every it's a card single... that doesn't actually kill you and burn plays it <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> like every single busted card that I can remember really started getting broken when the red aggro deck started playing it. Mm-hmm. Like you know, Cataxium Probe and Prowess, Treasure Cruise in anything. Like there's there's been a lot of busted cards that Burn has picked up over the years, and this is one of them. Mm. Yeah, it's what's funny enough. It's it's one of these things where okay, this is that point where I pause and in live time I try and collect my thoughts to think of how long I want to talk about something. So I'll go on just maybe a small tangent um, as we do. anyway so in our perpetual always spoiler season it's one of these things where this card comes out there's a bunch of text and in my mind i'll read the first line or two and then it gets to that point where it's that meme that goes around that was someone sends their buddy like a huge wall of text and the person goes damn dog i'm not reading that sorry to hear about that or congrats, like, you're good for you, you know? Like, whatever it is, like, I'm behind you, it is, you know, it is what it is. That was kind of one of those things with the one ring for me. Oh, yeah, you just uh, get halfway through reading, and it's like, okay, I'm bored. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah. I, it, you know, I was hearing about it, and I read it, and I'm like, you know, yeah, I, it, it has a lot of words, and a lot of words usually means some pretty good shit you know looking at you questing beast and things like that like this is it just makes sense right yeah and i wasn't like watching people play it i wasn't watching like mods or anything like that um i've been kind of staying away from uh magic like youtube and stuff like that i just 
been busy and a combination of like if a deck I, I don't really care about, you know. Seeing that card though in the historic best of ones when Saffron Olive was playing Turbo Frog, I watched that just as like a I'm gonna turn this on as background noise. I watched the entire 57 minutes of it, guys. Holy shit. And I'm sitting here like this is in like a fake format of like historic best of ones. Yeah, okay. Like I was here, you you were hearing that it's really good. It's insane. This thing's gonna get banned. It's so it's so crazy. And I'm like, I mean, it's it's four mana, but like okay. You know, yeah, okay, protection for one turn, sure, but like they're gonna draw a couple cards. Okay, cool. But how everyone's able to Oh, I'll play the second one to get rid of this one that has all the counters on it and has this. And then I can start like looping them and things. I'm like, holy shit. Like, oh yeah, I guess it takes a little bit of time to set up, but like it really does start going. Yeah, once once you're going, you will not stop. Yeah. It's crazy. That's like, been, that's what I have to say on it. This is Dom's uh, minute. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because like I've seen like the decks that were playing it when it first popped up, like were the obvious ones. It's like, all right, cool. You can put it into Tron. It's another good value card, so you can put it into the four color Omnath decks. Mm-hmm. Um, Legacy was like right out the gate. It's like, ooh, there's a busted artifact that does really good things if you untap it. Cool. I'm going to play with eight keys and Paradox Engine. Yeah. And then I'm going to cast my Grim Monolith, untap my 14 mana and my one ring. I'll draw three cards this time. Then I'll play a spell out of those three cards, and I'll draw four cards. And then eventually I'll just have a bunch of mana in play, and then you're dead. I think with that it's it was the same thing in my eyes like it's a high costed artifact okay it'll see some play in legacy but will it really see that much play i don't know like anything at that much mana cost should be good mm-hmm. you know so i was just like yeah okay maybe if i see it i'll, I'll read it when my opponent casts it okay <laughs> go from there <laughs> Yeah, let, let's just say that this card is a staple four of in vintage, and the format has only had it for two and a half weeks. Yeah, that's insane. Like, and this is not just in workshop decks either. Mm-hmm. Like, you can play in like your paradoxical outcome deck because you're playing all these key. You're playing key anyway because you want to be able to get to your time vault and take infinite turns. So. Mm-hmm. You have your key, you have your other key. You can tutor those up with your Urza Sagas if you want to play those. And there's just so many different ways that you can just kill people with this card. Mm -hmm. Like, this is a tinker target. That's crazy. Well, it's just one of those cards that you're like, okay, I'm going to play it, and then I'm going to get so much card advantage that I'm just going to figure out how to kill you later. Like yeah. how it's, it's one of those that it's just become so automatic that how I kill you with it or with the card advantage is an afterthought because I'm gonna, mm-hmm. it might just be under the crushing weight of this shipping container of value that I'm getting out of it, but I'm going to kill you. Yeah. 
And like, usually when there's an engine like that, where it's like, I'm going to just draw a bunch of cards, draw a bunch of cards, draw a bunch of cards. It's usually at a cost. Mm-hmm. And when you're playing with the one ring, it's like, yeah, you can look at it and say, oh, thank God they can only have one in play because it's legendary. But it having that legendary keyword on it actually makes the card better. Because you get to a point where it's like, hmm, I'm going to take five damage next turn off of this. Uh, I guess I'll draw five cards and play another ring and reset it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, because it is legendary, it is able to just be reset by playing a second one. There are very few engine cards like this where the second one makes the first one better. The only one that I can actively think of at the moment is Birthing Pod. And I know, like, Birthing Pod's been gone for a while now. It's been banned for eight years at this point almost. But that card took over formats. Took over Standard, took over Modern. Like, there were people, like, messing around with in Legacy. Like, Vintage, it still sees play sometimes. Mm-hmm. It was a very powerful effect that got better if you had a second one. The One Ring is the same way, because you can just reset it. Sure, you draw a couple less cards, but if you're getting to a point where you drew five cards off the ring, you're going to discard anyway. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter that you're only going to draw one on the next one, because you're not taking five damage. But then you also have the other downside with a lot of those card advantage engines. It's like, cool, I'm going to tap out for my birthing pod on turn three. Oh, my opponent killed me. That sucks. With the one ring, you gain protection from everything. Mm-hmm. There are very few ways in the game to interact with protection from everything. I know of three off the top of my head that actually somewhat see play. Yeah. Skullcrack. Stomp off a Bonecrusher Giant. And Questing Beast. All three of those make it so damage can't be prevented. Mm -hmm. I saw a list of Zoo that was running Wild Slash in order to play around... Um, the one ring instead of playing the lightning bolt. That's, That's not normal. <laughs> that is insane. They're so like, just so that just so they can. Oh, in response to your one ring, I wild slash you. So now I can still do damage to you. Well, it's not you, like doing it in response doesn't even do anything. You have to go to your turn. You have to wild slash one of your creatures or your own face, and then attack them. Oh my god. Like I saw this game is so stupid. Yeah, I've saw I've seen already a couple screenshots of people casting stomp on themselves. And and they're playing Bone Crusher Giant just for Stomp so they can play around the ring. Like there's there are so many decks that are picking up the one ring that normally wouldn't play this kind of grindy value engine, mm-hmm. but because there's almost no downside to playing it everybody is picking it up well, yeah because you don't have to splash you don't have to do anything mm-hmm. to put it in your deck the the last time that there was a value card 
that was this widely played across multiple formats. It was Arkham's Astrolabe. Mm -hmm. That card has since been banned in two formats. And those two formats were two of the three where it's legal. Or, sorry, two of the four, if you count Commander. I usually don't. But it has been banned in Legacy. It's been banned in Modern for good reason. Because the downside of playing with Arkham's Astrolabe is you have to play more basics. So you turn off your opponent's Wastelands, their price progresses, their back to basics, their Blood Moons. You play mm -hmm. your own Blood Moon in your four-color non-red deck. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, done that's... That shit always kills me. Man. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, I'm going to play... I'm going to tap my Swamp, my Island, and my Forest to cast a Blood Moon. Go. And I'm going to untap and play it to Fairy. Yeah. Do you know how fucking weird it is <laughs> to be playing Mono Red against a four-color deck going through your sideboard going, well, don't need these Blood Moons? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's not... It's not a healthy spot where there's something that can just take over that easily and give you such good value while also being such low cost to play. And I'm not just talking mana cost of being one, but like low opportunity cost. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because like, like you said, the only disadvantage is I know you can't play your shocks or duels. You have to play basics, mm -hmm. which in sometimes, sometimes is just better. Yeah. It was, oh, I get to play basics. Yeah. Like, especially in the four, the four, four and a half color piles. It's like, those are always that, how you always lost the game against like Delver, against land, stuff like that was you just don't have mana in play. But if you can play around baseline just by playing your deck, like, there's no downside. Mm -hmm. Um, I was scrolling through Twitter yesterday. And Dom actually sent me this, like, right after I said what we wanted to talk about today. Um, it was a tweet from Cube April. And I think I think she probably put it best. Um, she's talking about the one ring. And I think what bothers me most about it is, isn't that it's obnoxiously overpowered and near impossible to interact with, which it is. But that when your opponent resolves it, you've lost the game, but you haven't lost lost the game. Mm -hmm. It makes for a very unfun play pattern. And that is fairly accurate. Mm -hmm. Because if you resolve it, cool, you get that protection trigger. So you're going to get to untap with the ring. Mm -hmm. You draw a card at their end step. You draw two cards on your turn and your draw for turn. That ring has profited you four more cards minimum. And in a lot of, I'm not, I'm not even going to say in a lot of formats, in every format, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like, and that's all. Or that's not all, because like, you can still pass. That's the floor. That's the floor, that's, is four cards the floor of turn. that card, is four mana draw four. People thought Jace was going to break modern. Jace is a brainstorm that profits you one card and then it eats a lightning bolt. That's still good. Mm -hmm. 
but the ring and it's harder to cast by the way it's also harder to cast yes (laughs) (laughs) and the second jace sucks because if you have one in play playing another one doesn't really do much but the second ring cool another four cards another time walk do you know when the last time that there was a card where if it resolved on turn three or turn four you felt like you lost the game I know the answer, but that's going to read our chat. You go ahead. <laughs> XJ Cloud uh, retweeted what April had posted, and he hit the nail on the fucking head. Obnoxiously overpowered, nearly impossible to interact with. When your opponent resolves it, you've lost the game, but haven't lost, lost the game. Fuck, Oko's back. This is a Oko you mm-hmm. don't have to splash for. Yeah. That is not a good thing. Mm-mm. No. It's good for people trying to spike a tournament or something. And yes and no. Four of the bundles that had them in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, but you have to keep in mind, though, everybody who's trying to spike that tournament is playing against everybody else who's playing four rings, too. Yeah. I was just thinking how many. So we thought games took too long when it was like the rally of the ancestors mirror what's it gonna be when people are just going back and forth playing their one rings bouncing their one ring to replay it and everybody's just sitting there with protection from everything mm-hmm. for nine rounds in a row so the the nrg event that i went to last uh i think it was last june it was right when four color Yorian Isle control was like the deck. Mm-hmm. It was most of the top players were on that deck. It had the answers to everything. It could grind out anybody and it could still have a game plan. Like, even if you answer what the control pile is doing, they will still find a way to win the game. Those matchups, the mirror matches, were some of the most miserable matches of Magic that I have played in recent years. Because you're both sitting on infinite cards or one person sitting on infinite cards and you don't get to play the game anymore. Yeah. Long grind fest can be fun. They those can weren't. be, yes. But those, those, were not. those were not fun. Like, they were not a positive gameplay experience. They were not enjoyable for the most part. And they made tournaments grind to a halt. They weren't as bad as like the Golos Field of the Dead Star City, where every round went thirty minutes over. Thank God that was in a casino. <laughs> <laughs> but every single time, rounds were going to time like 10, 15 minutes over, waiting on the two mirror matches to finish in the other corner, where they're both sitting at two, one, and three in round seven. Because they've just played against a couple of mirrors and they don't know how to play fast. This feels like it's going to eventually get back into that position. They banned Yorian out of the four color piles because of dexterity issues is what they claimed. I think it should have been round and six at that point, but it's whatever. They need to sell more packs. 
yeah, like they needed to sell more packs and it's easier to ban a $3 card than an $80 card. It's less feel bad for everybody. Mm-hmm. But now with the one rank basically filling that same spot of infinite value train, I just don't see a way for this format to combat it itself. So, I... and by the way, everybody, when he says this format, he's talking about all of them. Yes, yeah. that one too. <laughs> I'm, I'm more specifically focusing on modern because, like, let's be honest, in Legacy, a four mana artifact, yes, it's going to be good, but it's also not the most broken thing you can be doing. Mm-hmm. There are ways to play around it in modern or in Legacy because you can just, all right, cool. You're going to play an Ancient Tomb, Grim Monolith, One Ring, draw a card. Sweet. That's fine. Untap. Dark Red, Dark Red, Entomb, Grizzlebrand, draw seven cards, rip your hand apart, play an Archon, go. Yeah. Like, it, there's there's ways you can answer it in Legacy. You can cast Force of Will. So... I, while you guys were talking, I remember seeing something. I've been trying to find it. So, um, apparently, someone was able to crunch the numbers because it's all on melee and shit now. So the grand open qualifier in Bologna had this says six hundred and thirty-seven players. It was modern. Hmm. Uh, the one ring was one, two, three, four, five. The sixth most played card. The set just came out. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So how many? Does it That's say how many six, copies? Six hundred and fifty-four. The top card was Lightning Bolt at eight hundred and twenty-nine. Six ninety-five Ragavan. Six ninety Misty Rainforest. Six eighty Flooded Strands. Six six one Scalding Tarn. Six fifty-four the, the the one ring. So three fetch lands that are in the one ring deck. Yep. Lightning bolt that's in the one ring deck. Uh, yeah, no, that that checks out. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, a full twenty five percent of the field was playing a play set of this card. And then Orcish Bowmasters was thirty fifth. But that's that the one that people needed to worry about, bad, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That was the one that people said needed to be banned in Commander. Without actually playing with the card, mm-hmm. I, I'm like I'm not gonna lie. I'm still looking forward to playing the Buffalo Chicken Dip Open at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. But I really hope that the ring doesn't ruin that event for me. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I've been back and forth of signing up again. Do I want to spend that money right before going to Gen Con kind of a thing? I could just go down and hang out, but like traveling that is two hours for us. Not bad. Traveling two hours there and then back. So four total mm-hmm. spending the money. And then, yeah, just my, my luck. Uh, I would play, you know, six rounds and it would be like five of that. And yeah, then it would five be one some, ring decks and me. 
Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Like again, I haven't seen it as crazy in Legacy yet. I know it can be. Absolutely know it can be. Hmm. But I haven't seen, I guess, the numbers of it. But also go into a tournament where everything can be proxied. I, I, yeah. So. Um, the the big thing with legacy, like, because yeah, there are, like, there are plenty of ways to answer the card. But legacy players tend to play what they're playing already. Mm. So it's like, for me, Orcish Bowmasters came out. Cool. I'll splash a different color in Death and Taxes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not switching decks. Like, I, I'm playing what I know how to play. I'm playing what I enjoy. So there might be some copies of the ring in, like, a four-color pile deck, sure. Mm-hmm. But playing a four-drop sorcery speed threat into a Days Force of Will format... Yeah. It's kind of a, a hard sell. So I'm not expecting it to take over. But the decks that would be abusing the one ring, my deck typically won't be good against. Yeah. That, that's what I'm sitting here thinking, too. I don't play blue, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm legitimately I, thinking about playing a Stony Silence in my sideboard or two or four, mm-hmm. just in case. Yeah. So I did look at that that tournament in uh, Bologna, which we're probably mispronouncing, but whatever. Um, Let's call it Oscar Mayer. Of the top eight, how many copies do you think were in the top eight? Uh, out of a possible 32, I'm going to guess 28. I was actually very surprised. It was only 14. Oh. Who's the Maniac playing two? Or was it two there were Maniacs two playing threes. Three? Oh, they're doing there were it wrong. two threes. In a... Uh, hang on. Uh, Rakdos Scam? No, not that one. Sorry. It looks like a... Uh, yeah, Amulet Titan... Who went nine hmm. zero, um, and then a mono green Tron. Both played three. Yeah. So and are they you went eight zero on goldfish. Yeah. All right. So on melee, it has the actual total things. Oh, did uh, I miscount? So Amulet Titan. Won the event. They had three. There was a Rakdos scam that was not playing it. That came in second. Two Golgari Yogmoths. Uh, that deck is playing it. That was playing two. That was playing three. A mono black control, which was playing three. Rakdos scam, which was not playing it. Is it Murktide was not playing it, and then Rakdos Scam was not playing it. So there were less in there. Yeah. So, and talking about Amulet Titan winning the event with the card, um, there was an interaction that I was 
informed of that just blew my mind with the one ring. Um, you guys know the land Mycosynth Gardens? It was 11 in the top eight. Um, so the Mycosynth Gardens, you can pay X, tap it, and turn it into a copy of an artifact, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So normally it'd be like, okay, cool. I can copy my one ring to reset the counters on it. Whatever. I'll sack the original. Or I'll have a one ring in play. I have a couple amulets going. Like I have two amulets in play. Sure. I'm going to cast Primeval Titan. I'm going to make a bunch of mana with a bounce land. And I'm going to get a Mycosynth Gardens untapped. That has a couple untapped triggers on it now. I'm going to untap it, then copy a ring. Then that other trigger is alt. I untap my ring, I draw a card. Then I untap the ring, I draw two cards. Now, like, ooh, I just found another Titan. I'm going to cast that too. Like the fact that you can play a tapped land and use it to copy the ring and just draw a bunch of cards is just absolutely stupid. And I think Luke just passed out on the couch from hearing that. You're making my brain hurt. Good. Sucks. Because I'm going to make your brain hurt now, but if you try to play modern into the one ring format, it's going to make your face hurt. Now I'm not I'm not one to to be trigger happy on the ban hammer. And yes, I know I'm mixing metaphors. Hammers don't actually have triggers. Shut up. Ban it, please. Just ban it. Ban it and everything. Ban it and popper. I know it's not legal, but just in case, <laughs> ban it and popper. <laughs> I'm going to give you the bad news. They're not gonna ban it, I know. They're going to ban it in six weeks. Because when they did their announcement of the new standard, they said that they were going to do the different ban windows. I can almost guarantee they're going to ban this card at the next ban window, which is in six weeks from now. Mm -hmm. Because you know what happens between now and that ban window? The modern pro tour, where they oh. get to showcase the Lord of the Rings set, and sell a shit ton of packs and sell a shit ton of boxes. And they're going to clear out their stock and then they're going to ban it. Yeah, I was looking forward to actually watching and enjoying that pro tour. Yeah, it's going to be a <clears throat> pro tour of the ring now. Mm -hmm. You want to hear something stupider? No, but go ahead. <laughs> There has to be, there is going to be a deck that can combat the one ring deck. Somebody's going to find the deck that just shits on it hard. It's, it's a long shot. But there are two decks that I know of that have existed in Magic's past that can main deck Stony Silence. We already talked about one already in this podcast. What are the odds Enchantress makes a comeback? Man. I'll have all the shit, pretty much all the stuff for it. Mm -hmm. 
because if you're playing against the Orient or the uh, the Renin Six value pile, cool, nice fury. Would you like to pay fourteen to attack me with it? Mm-hmm. Or oh, that that's a nice prismatic ending you have there. It'd be a shame if I had fourteen things in play that you want to get rid of. Um, the other kind of scary thought that I had. Um, do you know what other deck is really good at main decking enchantments? When's the last time you saw a slippery boggle in modern? Oh, this could be a very interactive pro tour and interactive is in 17 air quotes. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is going to be the solitaire pro tour. Even more than Pro Tour eggs, this is going to be the solitaire Pro Tour. <laughs> this is not going to have matches of magic. This is going to have two people playing solitaire across from each other. Yep. And see who puts together their Rube Goldberg machine first. I want to let you know yeah. that if if I decided to put Enchanters together and try and play during this wild time, I would run into every single mono green tron deck there would be and they would cast ugin very fast and ruin my day every single time that's yeah. my luck <laughs> that's fair <laughs> um if i'm being realistic the big three for the modern bow tour are going to be four color omnath murktide and tron oh and also sheltered is really fucking terrible to play against if you're enchantress <laughs> oh my god Shielder is also really good against the ring, though. So, because turns out protection doesn't stop you from losing life. No, but that's really bad. It really is. Oh my god! I'm gonna play a spell and take eight. You got Dom's hopes up and everything. <sighs> that's kind of funny. Like him. I just I forgot how <laughs> such a good card. But it's fine because you're going to have all these white enchantments in your deck. You can play Solitude. Yep. And then die with the second shielders. Yeah. Well, I mean, I could play Nevermore. True. Ooh. Oh, shit. (laughs) The box is over there with all my cards in it. (laughs) You got some play points to burn there, buddy? Oh, you know I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know I do. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to be looking that up now. <laughs> yeah, there's there's going there's either going to be a ban that happens before the pro tour, and then they're going to just like pretend the one ring never happened. Or that's all you're going to see at the pro tour, and then they'll ban it afterwards, and then we can go back to our lives. Mm-hmm. What ring? I don't know what what, what you're talking about. The, the the onion ring? Those those are in the cafe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Also, also, hey, congrats to the person that pulled the ring. Good also you, true, right? Oh my god! Like I saw I guess the thing they where they were the saying two mil. I heard. I don't know. As as far as I know, as of yesterday. It has not sold yet. Mm-hmm. Oh. That doesn't mean that it hasn't sold. It could just not be public yet. Yeah. 
but as, as of last I heard, it has not officially sold yet. I was kind of shocked it was found that fast. I thought for sure they would like pop it in like, oh, it's the second Brit run. Now we can put it out there, you know. But it makes sense, though, because like that's what I originally was thinking, too. But if the if the ring was found early, it keeps the hype for the set up while people are still opening packs. Mm-hmm. Like it's still brand new. This There's still all this hype around the card. And the last thing that they wanted to do is have it sit in a warehouse for, you know, 10 years and be found in a random spot for a magic 40. Yeah. Where, like the, uh, the case of legends did. Yeah, Cause that would be funny as hell is it in 10 years in Las Vegas. They're like, Hey, look, we found a case of the Lord of the Rings cards. Shit. That's where we put it. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, that shit would be bonkers. Silly, silly. I did find it quite funny, though, that the $2 million plus one of one, only one in existence, got a PSA 9. <laughs> I'm surprised it went with PSA. Because it was already cupped. Because Becca I, I can had almost, like, the custom yeah. stuff for it. Yeah, I, I can almost guarantee it was just who could they get to quicker. That's fair. Well, because it was in Canada, I believe, correct? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Logistically, believe, where that's at. I believe I read somewhere that the guy paid for a shipping service, like, like a courier service to take it to uh, to PSA, which probably was the most stressful three or four days of his life. You didn't take it yourself. That's what I would have done. <laughs> How do you like? Or like tell you, PSA, you like, like to hey. add extra insurance, or the, where our basic package uh, has a uh, hundred dollars insurance. Would you like to up that? Uh, yes, yes, please. How much? Two million. What? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I must have misheard you. You said two what now? Yeah, like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I didn't fucking stutter. It's like I still remember the story when um, you were shipping cards through work. <laughs> and you, the the guy was like, "Oh yeah, like we yeah we can send them through here. Don't worry about it. Um, you want to do insurance on it?" And you're like, "Yeah, I'll probably do like five, He's like five hundred. No, what five thousand? Uh, and the, the guy like just looks at me. And he goes, "What the fuck is in here, Dom? <laughs> Magic cards." <laughs> I promise I'm not smuggling jokes through work. Dom, Again. what's in here? Did you just make me an accessory? <laughs> oh, you never man. know. <laughs> but it'll be interesting to see what that finally sells for. Like, I am shocked it wasn't like straight to an auction house, but yeah. See, I'm surprised. I I had heard from somebody who's usually pretty reliable about this kind of stuff that like the two million dollars standing offer was taken. It, it might have been, but I had like I haven't seen anything on Twitter, and I figured that if it had been said or had been done, that the per, the 
shop that posted that bounty would have said something. Possibly. Yeah, I don't, I'm not on Twitter, so I. Uh, it feels I like one know. of the things that'll blow up Twitter for a couple hours, and then I'll I'll notice it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm I'm half looking at artifacts now that are legal and modern. <laughs> for for no reason, right? Yeah. And it's just like looking at shit that I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Like the uh, Arasta of the Endless Web, four drop, three, five with reach, legendary enchantment creature spider. Whenever an opponent casts an instant or sorcery spell, you create a one, two green spider creature token with reach. Like that's kind of cool. That could be a thing. Sounds like I'm going to be throwing away some play points in a little bit. Yeah. I, I listen, I got to AR. Like, I, <laughs> that's as far as I got. It's starting to look like cool shit. We got time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm down. It's going sweet. <clears throat> no, but I, I, to kind of like get, get kind of back on track here. Uh, big ups to the person who pulled the ring. That's awesome. Um, have fun with all of your money. Uh, I'm very jealous. Uh, I think that it'll be interesting to see. I'm curious to see the kind of price on things. Mm-hmm. You know, if if stuff is going to kind of come down. It seems like it did a little bit. There are some people trying to, like, panic sell their stuff um already at least sealed product which makes sense um but not totally sure what'll happen from there so unfortunately i think a lot of the prices have gone back up already yeah because i like the ring and bow masters are there any other cards like of value um are you looking for cards that will hold value or that currently have value I, I was just I I didn't really know if stuff other things were seeing play. So, out of all of the cards in the set, uh, the One Ring and the Bow Masters are obviously up there at number one and number two. Mm-hmm. Um, the Sauron that's in the set is sitting at number three, um, sitting at just under twenty dollars. Um, and then Delighted Halfling is sitting at number four. Mm-hmm. Out of the next 10 slots, nine of them are the Nazgul. Yeah, that's fair. Because (laughs) but at Uncommon, there are nine arts. So obviously everybody ever who wants to collect these or whoever wants to collect it and play a Nazgul deck is going to want one of each art. Yeah. Yeah. The lowest listed price is for number 332 alternate art. Mm-hmm. At fourteen dollars for unplayable uncommon. That's wild. Yep. It's it's not super surprising looking at cards like Shadowborn Apostles or Relentless Rats or anything like that. Because like Shadowborn Apostle right now is currently a dollar seventy, mm-hmm. but it also has been reprinted. I was like, gonna say it got reprinted a few times. Like the there's, there's some versions that are 
more. Yeah, like the M14 version. original version spiked at at six dollars. Is what yeah. like it was, and it's in a deck where you play multiple. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sure. secret layer one is an outlier because for some godforsaken reason it's a hundred dollars right now. Well, I think that one was like the special add-on card, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so like because they had okay. with like the secret or the uh, stained glass planeswalkers that they put in some. This mm-hmm. is what was in a couple of them too. Yeah, so it came with one sometimes because yeah, magic persistent... players are degenerates. Persistent Petitioners was like that as well, but there's a couple yep. different versions of that one. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. So like all these all these cards where it's like you can play X number in your deck if they're playable, like yeah, they're going to hold value because if somebody wants to play it, they need thirty of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But with the Nazgul though, you can only play nine. So it's kind of surprising to me that it's got that high of a price tag on it right now. But at the same time, let's wait six months. Yeah, like, like let's wait six months. Um, but there is, it is kind of interesting though because wizards can only print the Lord of the Rings named cards for so much time. I think they have a two-year window to print it, mm-hmm. and then they lose their license on the IP. Mm-hmm. So give it like six or seven months. Like once everybody who wants them to collect has gotten their set. Yeah. I'm probably once these hit about five dollars a piece, I'm going to pick up a set or two of them. Yeah. Because a couple of years down the line, when somebody who is just getting into magic and they're a big Lord of the Rings nerd, it's like, oh, that's cool. I want to get some of these. That price is going to start sneaking back up. Yeah. Because it hits the collectors, it hits the magic players, it hits the casual players. Mm-hmm. Like it it's got enough things going for it where it can eventually hold value. I just don't think it's going to go up from 17 a piece though. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, like I said, I don't, I think I talked about it on here. I actually got my, the play map of all the cards that were together. And Mm -hmm. I also was able to get one of each of the cards for the battle at um, Minas Tirith. Um, Absolutely stunning. It's fantastic. So I got to figure out that. And like that, I'm literally figuring out framing and I want to put it on my wall. Minus, I'm going to use the Orcish Bowmaster while I can because <laughs> I've, uh, I don't want to pay for him right now. <laughs> so we'll keep doing that. But yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting price wise. Um, I'm now, <clears throat> as we were kind of, I know we're we're wrapping up here soon. Uh, we can go to our commander corner real quick. Do, 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 do. Welcome to Dom in the commander corner. Um, we actually played some commander <laughs> Monday. We did, uh, and uh, completely forgot about this until then. Uh, we I was able to get all four of the Lord of the Rings decks. And we finally were able to sit down and jam them. And we gave our buddy Justin, poor guy, had the Elvish, uh, the The council deck. Yeah, the council deck. It had the most words out of everything. And it was voting all the time. So God bless his heart. Uh, What is wrong with you? Because it, it was completely random. random. It was random. It was completely random, but we gave the guy who has the hardest trouble reading the deck with all the words on it. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, there was there was a couple times where we like paused for like 15 minutes to figure out what everything was while we voted. And then it turned out he was we were voting like two or three times easy on his turns like no matter what yeah sometimes more which was insane and it wasn't like where you're playing in legacy with your council's judgment where it's like i'm gonna vote for this okay then that's obviously the right choice Mm -hmm. it was like okay well if if he voted for this and you vote for that then i have to vote for this otherwise he gets this benefit Mm -hmm. but then if you don't vote for him and you vote against him, I can vote with him to get the benefit of voting with him. And then Colin's forced to, and then our brains exploded. Yeah, it was wild. It was why I'm very curious to see more of that deck. Yeah. Um, Those decks uh, are a lot of fun to play against each other. And they're actually surprisingly balanced for was, how different the decks are. There was some crazy shit going on. Like, So I had the Hobbits. Uh, I wasn't particularly sure what the hell I was supposed to be doing, but I fe- found out that I could make food, and I was making a fuck ton of food. And, and then eventually <laughs> he killed everybody. <laughs> yeah, eventually we got there. Um, I started to actually really draw into the things that matter about food and artifacts and stuff. And uh, when I drew that Sanguium Bond was hilarious. <laughs> at one point, I think I was at 70-something life. I had lost down to like 20 and I brought it back up to 60. (laughs) Does it just become one of those? Like, I'm going to make a shit ton of food. I don't know why, but this deck is telling me to make food. Then you draw a card to go, Oh, that's why. Yeah. I see now. Well, it's like, so Sam and Frodo are partners for the commander. So uh, Sam at the beginning of combat, you make a food token and food tokens, the activated ability of them cost one less. So now it just costs one. And Whoa. then Frodo, if you gain three or more life this turn uh, and it attacks, the ring tempts you. And then if it tempted you twice or more this game, you get you can draw a card. So it would be enter combat, make a food token, sack the food token, go, go up by three, swing with Frodo, ring tempts me, draw a card, ring temps draw a card pitch a card like do you start filtering through that way and then i found mary and pippin who are also (laughs) in there and i can't remember which one it is but one of them makes food tokens and then can also sacrifice four of them to give you guys plus three plus three in haste and the other one every time an artifact enters the battlefield you can make a one one soldier with lifelink but you can do it well you can only do it once per turn so it was just like okay on my turn i make a soldier and a food token and then on their turn i make a soldier and a food token (laughs) yeah it it went from dom sitting there thinking i'm just spinning my wheels i'm not really doing much because he had proto and sam out with a couple other random things and then he drew mary and he's like oh i'll play this i'll tutor for pippin and then we're reading the cards to see what they do and we realize we're all dead yeah (laughs) and uh I'm going to make eight million dudes and two overrun four yeah. times. And he he never attacked died. until the last turn. Yeah. And I only attacked. No, with... no, I meant four times in the same turn, like rather than plus three, plus three. Oh, I no, plus 12, I know. Plus 12. But he only attacked with a two, three. And the two, three killed me. And I wasn't even the one he was attacking. Yeah. <laughs> 
the ring tempted you is interesting. <laughs> and we were all like unsure about it. And I'm like, all right, we're just going to get this thing going. <laughs> yeah. Cause Dom attacked Colin with the, with the Frodo ring bearer. So when like Frodo couldn't be blocked, when Frodo hit, it was going to make both, uh, make all opponents lose three life. I'm sitting at eight. Colin blocks with uh, a couple of goblin tokens that he made with a siege gang commander. He block block threw three of the tokens at me, and then I died to the Frodo trigger. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Frodo trigger took two people out. Yep, not just that turn; it was two turns. <laughs> and, yeah, it was back. Yeah, back to back attacks. Frodo killed us. Yeah. So uh, can confirm those are fun, but also I don't know when I want to pick those up again because that was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um. I have a hard time keeping track of everything that's on the battlefield. So it was, uh, it was a good time, but uh, we'll see when we do that again. But, I have but a hard anyway. time keeping track of everything. There's two people playing 60 card deck. Exactly. That's Ooh. what I'm saying, man. And I know, I, I feel like I know most of the cards. So, but, but I think with that, looking at the time we've rambled for just about an hour, which I think is, a good time for this to kind of wrap up. So it's on, on brand. Yeah, on brand. I think I think we got a we got a point across. Commander can be fun at times. The ring is bad, which if you've watched the movie, read the books, you should know that. But then uh, the ring can also be good. Yeah. Big ups it, to the person who's gonna be richer. And uh <laughs> you guys liked vacations. Yeah, we're uh pretty much back to the beginning. So sounds good. <laughs> Came full circle, and just like every good sitcom, the ending is the same as the beginning, and you can pick it up next week right where you left off. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so from all of us here at the pregame effect, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. See you.